Good day, guys. This is a special Tuesday because it's the first Tuesday that you are out of your home in a long, long time. It's a phase two of CB, and I'm so stoked and so happy to be meeting my friends. I hope you are doing well. I hope uh, things get more settled down, and I want us to continue to make progress towards a life we love. And one thing that I feel we need to move towards a life we love is we need to recognize some certain mindsets that we have in our head. Whether you call them mindsets, you call them scripts, you call them narrative, you know, they are all implanted in your head through all sorts of medium, your parents, the media, society, and all sorts of stuff. They all guide us in our decisions to do a lot of different things. And today I'm going to spend some time to share with you three mindsets that I hold close on my personal finance journey. So good morning everyone I welcome you to another day with The Financial Coconut In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths Discovering best financial practices And discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life You get it! Ultimately empowering us to create a life we love While managing our finances well And today's topic Three mindsets that I hold close on my personal finance journey Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So during this CB period, um, or whether it's your RMO in Malaysia, essentially during the lock-in phase where you are stuck at home, many people are creating content. So that's interesting. We are seeing more and more uh, voices on the internet, more and more viewpoints being paddled all around in the personal finance space and beyond. So like it or not, uh, everyone has their own viewpoints and they have a different way of life and different mindsets. Essentially, all these mindsets, scripts, narratives, whatever you call them, influence our decisions on a subconscious level. You're not always thinking about, oh, what is my mindset? What kind of mindset do I hold? But all these things that are in your head, within your system, they influence your decisions. And one thing that I've observed that is very deeply ingrained in a lot of us, a lot of our mindsets is the idea of save, 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 right? You should save. You should have savings and savings is important. <laughs> so, I mean, all the way from like the POSB squirrel, right? The smart saver program or young savers program since you are a kid where you can kind of put your coins into the machine. I think that was like maybe in the 80s, 90s, a bit more popular. I'm not sure if they still have those. And all the way to your parents giving you a piggy bank and encouraging you to save uh, little, little things that are actionable, but also impressionable, right? The media tells you saving is good. Your parents encourage you to form saving habits and even the banks create systems to encourage you to save. So like it or not, it has been inbuilt into our system since young that saving is good because everyone say that saving is good. You should save, you should save, you should save, right? Imagine the banks since young tell you you should invest, right? 
investing is good or you should learn how to spend. Spending is important, right? And and that will form a very different narrative. So I do encourage parents um, out there to talk to your kids in a more varied manner. It's not all about savings. You need to teach them how to spend, right? Understanding the value of the things that they buy, recognizing the relativity of price and all these kind of stuff where we will touch on in later topics. Okay, I'm getting there. I've read a whole book called Irrational, Predictably Irrational. And I love that book. It talks a lot about spending. I know in the Telegram group, I've already shared with some of you guys, I'm going to kind of distill all the information and share with you some points as to why we spend in a certain way. That's for a later episode. But back to the idea of savings. Right? Many people have this ingrained idea, but they don't actually know why they need to save or they don't objectively recognize the value of savings. They are just governed by a certain mindset that is given to them since young. Right? So I have touched extensively on um, how much to save, what is the function of savings, and all those kind of stuff. Uh, what are some of the better saving strategies objectively? in the earlier episodes. Definitely check those out. And I'm sure if you have been a constant listener, you hear me talk about this quite a lot. So when you are fed these kind of mindsets, they govern our actions, right? Over time, once you ingrain these mindsets that saving is good, saving is important, you keep saving and saving and saving. Sometimes you don't know why, you take it too far. So that is the same for many other different things, right? Whether is it investing, you know, why you only invest in bonds, right? Or you don't buy, you don't, you're not in the stock market because you, every day you hear people, stock market very bad, I will go bankrupt, right? And I lose a lot of money, la, 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 la. So a lot of these kind of things, they get framed into your head, they become ingrained mindsets. And I'm sure over the course of this podcast, we've addressed a lot of these kind of mindsets and kind of revisit certain topics in a different angle. So I hope that helps. But today, I specifically want to share with you some of the mindsets that helped me to learn. I think that is way more important, which is why I hold them very close on this journey. But we all grew up in different environments, different households, and we have different mindsets. And I'm not saying that my mindsets are better than yours. I'm just sharing with you some that I find valuable. And also in this process, I hope to encourage you to revisit a lot of these kind of mental scripts and mental mindsets that you have in your head that governs you in the way you spend, the way you invest, the way you save, the way you treat relationships, the way you treat income, and all those different things. So the very first mindset that I feel is important is there is no best strategy without context. Allow me to fill you in <laughs> with some context. Why do I put this as the very first mindset that I hold close to myself? That is because I feel in all these forums and all these um, Facebook groups out there, which I am relatively active. Sometimes I look at it, sometimes I do my posts, and that's probably why you found me in the first place. So cool stuff. But everyone is trying to tell you their strategy and everyone is trying to say that they have the best strategy. Okay, maybe not everyone, but I see a lot, a lot of that. You know, like, I had this is a better strategy, you know, don't buy unit trust, use robo-advices, pick your own stocks, you know, learn to save in this way, use that credit card. Everyone is trying to tell you a certain strategy and they are all trying to influence your thoughts, right? But many of them, do not address the context in which this strategy is the best. 
let's say we talk about picking stocks, right? I know a lot of people recently have been asking me about picking stocks or what stocks do I pick? What is my strategy? And I've shared with you some stuff, right? Some of you are not interested, but some people are super interested in picking stocks. However it is, pick your own strategy. But when people ask me about picking stocks, I will kind of divert their attention more towards you know, building their income, having their savings sorted and explore index funds. Because from what I understand, most people are not willing to put in that kind of work. And even if they think they are, the actuality is just too much work for most people, right? You just want to make a fair income. You want to make a fair return. Then index funds is a fair return. Right? It is not like revolutionary and all crazy, but it is okay because given the context of your life, you know, someone as in holding a stable income, exploring your life in your early stages, and you don't want to put in a lot of work, but you want to make decent income, okay, index funds, I think that's okay. You buy the broad market, you get everything that is packaged together in the market, and you kind of perform aligned with the market. Not too bad. The downside is you will never be able to outperform the market because you are essentially buying the market, right? You are buying the whole stock market. And if the stock market goes up by 10%, you will never be able to beat it because that is the best, man. You bought the whole market, right? And the downside is when the stock markets go down by 10%, you go down by 10% also, you will not be able to hedge against it because if you only use index funds, that is where it is, right? So the context is very important in whatever strategy that we use. So I always want to see what is the pros, what is the cons, that means what's the upside of this strategy, what is the downside of this strategy, right? And when people recommend me, I definitely ask them to elaborate. You know, have you tried before? Or you also hear say, right? It's, it's okay when people hear say, just don't listen to them because they don't understand, they don't have the context as to why they do what they do, right? And of course, definitely look at, is this strategy suitable for me? All right, let me give you a, a short story, right? Um, something in the fitness space. So a lot of people, they sign up for gyms, right? And I used to sign up for the gym also because as I grow older, I become lazier and I become less active for whatever reason I gave up on my physical health. So then I decided that I will sign up for the gym, right? Because some of my friends are at the gym. Right? And I decided that, oh, okay, not Bella, you sign up, she sign up. Okay, let's all sign up and we'll work out together. That's good. And I thought for a period of time that the gym was helping me become healthier, which it is. But when I look at it in a deeper level, it is not the gym, but it is the company that helped me become fitter because some of my friends are at the gym. We go together, we do it together, right? So the benefit that I actually get is from the collective support. After a few of them shift to another gym or, you know, quit the gym thing, I essentially dwindled down. I still have to pay the membership, but I stopped using it, right? So for some people going to the gym, it's good because they have all this equipment, they have uh, this space for you to do all your things. But when I look at it, what works for me better is a collective thing, right? It does not need to be in the gym. It can be going out to do a water sport together. It can be going to, uh, I don't know, do yoga together because yoga you got to do with a bunch of people, right? Uh, okay, maybe not always, but I recognize that it is not about the activity and it's not about the facility, but it's about the people that I do it together. I need that kind of group support and group activity that will help me to, you know, keep going and stay fit and, you know, make it fun and, as a workout, right? So that's the idea. There is no best strategy without a context. You need to understand yourself, understand the context and recognize whether the strategy works for you. Which brings me to my second mindset is that I always make the best decision to my best knowledge at any point in time. I do not shortchange myself. 
Yes, very long mindset, right? No worries, I will break it down for you. Afterward, from our sponsor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I hear this a lot out there. When people say things like, I, uh, I should have done this. Uh, I, uh, I could have gone to school. Uh, I, uh, if I knew, uh, I would have gone here, uh, do that, uh, buy this. Uh. I'm like, brother, if you knew, man, you knew. <laughs> the reality is you didn't know at that point in time. And it is okay. And I'm sure we all have... Um, different episodes of our life where we regret. Like for me, it's definitely during my scam days, right? I accidentally got into a scam and um, sadly, I did pretty well in the scam. <laughs> that means I scammed quite some people at a point in time and um, I shall not name names because I don't want to get into any lawsuit but uh, turns out that it is uh, not very cool, uh, essentially. Uh, I hurt a lot of friends, I lost a lot of friends and honestly, if I knew better, I would not have done it. Right? Like, like it or not, uh, I didn't know better. At the point in time, I made the best decision that I could. I made the best decision that I would. And for a very long time, I, I kept looking back and judged myself. It wasn't healthy, right? Because when I keep judging myself, I go into this spiral. I spiral into the abyss. I keep blaming myself and I lose my friends and I isolate myself. I lose more friends. You know, it's like it's worse and worse, right? And then you get so isolated that I honestly think I went into quite a depressive episode, right? If For all of you who knew me at that point in time, I will probably not be as uh, bubbly as I am today. Of course, I have come a long way from there and that's also why you're hearing a lot of these content and a lot of these thoughts uh, about different different aspects of personal finance because I dare say I went through quite a bit to be able to give you real contextual thoughts rather than you know, rehash from Google. Um, so I think well, um, feeling a bit emotional <laughs> talking about that um, and also the aircraft outside a bit disturbing but Anyway, so when I look at it, why I think you should recognize that you're always making the best decision to the best of your knowledge at that point in time is that you can avoid self-bashing, right? And spiraling into the abyss like I did, right? Which I'm sure some of you would have gone through something like that, whether it's it from um, making a bad investment decision or, you know, spending all your savings on your girlfriend or, you know, or being cheated by a guy or, you know, all sorts of stuff, right? And I'm sure at that point in time, right after that, it feels like shit, right? And you feel that you have shortchanged yourself. But the reality is you didn't because that was at best you can go. And it is important to recognize that because given absolute information, that means if you knew what is going to happen, you knew everything and you're not, you know, you have objective view, uh, which is also not that easy to get, but if so happened that you have absolute information, you will 
very, very, very likely make the best objective decision. But given the limited information that you have, you only make the best relative decision because at that point in time, this is all you knew, you made it, and that's it. That's where it is. So when I look at it, I think a lot of us make a lot of mistakes uh, coming coming up and growing up and uh, it is definitely challenging, right? Go, going forward, you will face more challenges like your jobs, your life, your relationships, your finances. There'll be more and more challenges. I'm sure maybe when you were younger, you racked up a lot of you know, student debt, you racked up a lot of credit card bills um, and you're paying down your credit card like crazy, but it's eating into your month-to-month. It happens. And at a point in time, that was all you could do. So recognize that you don't actually shortchange yourself, right? You make the best of what you have, right? And, and that is basic human belief, right? Basic human um, survival instinct. Of course, uh, different contexts makes things a bit more challenging, but generally, I think most of us make the best decision that we have given what we know and we don't shortchange ourselves. So on that basis, moving forward, I do encourage you to choose the people you hang out with and you know the content that you absorb. To me, that is extremely important because some people say you are who you hang out and uh, you are what you absorb and you're what you listen to. Essentially, you learn from your surrounding and which is why sometimes when you see a bunch of people, right, they have a certain vibe but they all feel the same one. Right, when you go to the club and then there's this bunch of people, they're all like YP, you know, all the young punks and they all have a certain vibe and when you go with, you know, um, let's say, certain insurance agents, right, they all have a certain vibe or property agents, they all have a certain vibe or bankers, they all have a certain vibe. Um, Of course, they have nuances. I'm not saying that they're all the same, but there is a general vibe. And when I look at it, right, if you want to move, moving forward, if you want to make better decisions for yourself and you're in this process of learning and trying to understand what fits you, the very first thing that you can definitely ask yourself is, who do I want to be like, right? Choose the people you want to hang out with and based on who do you want to be. And then work your way there. Over time, you learn, learn and learn to ultimately shape a life you love. So that is mindset number two and I hope that you will own up to your past mistakes and don't bash yourself uh, so much. Recognize that we do our best, right? And I want to introduce you to point number three, which is I am ever-changing, therefore my strategy is always evolving. Having that growth mindset. So I think a lot of times um, we learn something when we were like 20, like a strategy that we use when we were in 20s. And then we're like, oh, this is a great strategy, man. Da, 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 da. And then as we go to somewhere in our late 20s or 30s, then we realize that, okay, maybe huh, I don't want to spend so much or maybe I want to kind of uh, consider buying a house or maybe I don't want so much volatility in the market. Uh, for whatever it is, we change because our habits change, our priorities change and our lifestyle changes. So as we go along... Uh, We want to adjust our strategy. We want to adjust the way we manage our finances. We want to adjust the way we do things, right? Broadly speaking. So I think this is something that we need to recognize, right? When we were younger, we do something in a certain way. And what has done back then is back then. Now it's now, right? Given the current context, there's a different way to do things because we want to optimize to the way of life that we are now, which is why I think one thing that is very interesting out there is how a lot of um, uh, agents, they always plan for you and they make you envision your life into the future, right? They help you envision your life into the future. And a lot of them make retirement sound very, very expensive. And 
make retirement sound like you need a lot, a lot, a lot, which is not wrong. Maybe on the health side, right? You you get more sick. You know, uh, you you higher propensity to go to the hospital. Bills are gonna get higher. I think that is definitely true because as we age, but objectively, when you think about it, you look at your grandmother, you look at your grandfather, right? Do they really travel that much? Do they still like rave and? party and go on cruise and do all those kind of a lot of things uh, once in a while they do do they really eat that much I think if you ask them every day go high tilao they be tahan one right it's too, too rich already too exciting for them <laughs> so your consumption actually decreases over time right and uh, I think it's more like a normal distribution when you're young you take in so much your peak will probably be like 40-50 you know you spend the most eat the most drink the most you know uh, go out with a friend the most you know the, the, the highest and craziest time and then as you age it becomes um, lesser and lesser. You need lesser. I, I, I honestly, when I live with uh, my godmother or when I live with uh, my parents, I start to see them eating less and less. And when I look at it, it's like, oh, okay, that's probably the trend. So when you plan your finances or when you look at the way of life that you want to live, you got to recognize that every time when you move forward, things are different. So when things are different, we do it differently. We change our strategy. Have the kind of growth mindset, have the kind of room to tweak and re-strategize. There is no one-size-fit-all and as we go along, we change. That's pretty much it. So once again, there are a lot of mindsets out there. There are a lot of you know different habits that I feel are good as a derivative of the mindsets and there is no one-size-fit-all. But I hope these few mindsets that I share with you will help you in shaping the way you learn, the way you think as you go along on your personal finance journey and beyond, right? I think a lot of these mindsets, they guide me beyond just the finance space, all right? But like it or not, um, because we are a personal finance podcast and you're here to learn about personal finance, so I contextualize a lot of these things. But if you think about it, you can actually apply some of these mindsets into other aspects of life. And I'm going to sum it up today that... The three mindsets that I hold close on my personal finance journey, number one is there is no best strategy without a context. Everyone will tell you all sorts of things, but you need to recognize what works for you and the pros and cons in different, different strategy. Number two is I always make the best decision to the knowledge at the point in time I will not shortchange myself. It's very important in the anchor that you always make the best for yourself and if shit happens, shit happens, we learn, we pick it up, and we move on. And number three is I am ever-changing, therefore my strategy is always evolving. Essentially having that growth mindset and allowing you to keep updated and shake off some of those old systems that you have in your system and essentially keep up with the way of life. Also use that as objective view to plan into the future, right? Don't always just look at now, now, now. Now is important, but use this mindset to see into the future. What would your future be like? Growth mindset. So I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey! I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. I hope you would share what you've gained with people you love and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building our community of financially savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fulfill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Join our community telegram group, reach out to us on Facebook, everything is in the description below. And if you enjoy the podcast and feel you want to keep us growing and stay independent, do buy us Kofi at Kofi.com. With that, 
Have a great day ahead. Stay tuned next week. And always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear, and sustainable for all. I know, usually we end at where we end. <laughs> but for all of you that are still around, uh, we're, we're going to be a little marvel today. For all of you that are still around, uh, we decided that we will share with you what is coming up next every episode going forward. Right? We want to be a little bit more planned, more structured, so that it helps you with learning and allows you to anticipate what is going to come next week. So a few things I want to share with you is one thing is we're going to spin off a new podcast uh, called Dividend Collada, which is an investing podcast that's focused on dividend investing. Uh, I'll elaborate that uh, slightly later. <laughs> we're still in the ideation stage, but we are quite certain, right? Dividend Collada, like Pina Collada, you know, like from, from Coconut, right? Yes. So Dividend Collada, it will come very soon. Um, stay tuned. But for next week's episode on TFC, on the Financial Coconut, we will be focusing on three fake news that is being shared with you from fake gurus. I know there are a lot, of, a lot of fake gurus. Um, okay, maybe they're not all fake, but there's just a lot of information out there that people are trying to sell you and share with you a lot of different mindsets and strategies. And a lot of times it gets very noisy, very irritating. So we're just going to spend some time to talk about three different things that I think are very, very... <sighs> for like a better way to put it, fake news. So stay tuned next week. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.